Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 368 on Now You Know. Today's video is brought to you by Moomoo. Moomoo is a technology-driven trading app born in Silicon Valley that aims to help investors easily trade like a pro. It's free to download. You can sign up using the link in the description and contains a ton of free research and analysis tools. As a special offer for our channel, if you sign up and deposit now, you can get up to 16 free stocks, including one full share of Tesla or Google upon depositing. One of the cool features we like about Moomoo when tracking Tesla is that it gives you Tesla's vehicle delivery data right on the app. If you go to Tesla, company and scroll down to operating data, you can see Tesla's latest delivery and production data by quarter. It even shows you the delivery data by model. The delivery numbers are one of the most important figures for Tesla's stock, as its results often have a direct correlation to its stock price movements. Shown in its recent quarterly announcement, Tesla's shares rose almost 7% on that very same day. So if you're looking for more market opportunities like this, be sure to check out Moomoo. Sign up today using the link in the description for more information and receive up to 16 free stocks, even one full share of Tesla or Google. And if you're from Australia, you can get up to 15 free stocks right now. You can decide when to trade, but don't miss out on the big bonus. Tesla Optimus's X account released this video over the weekend. Optimus can now sort objects autonomously. Its neural network is trained fully end-to-end, -end. video in, controls out. Come join to help develop Optimus and improve its yoga routine. Along with a video showcasing that Optimus can now self-calibrate its arms and legs. Using only vision and joint position encoders, it can precisely know where its limbs are in space. And because it can self-calibrate, it can learn tasks more efficiently, like this task of putting different colored blocks into different piles. Look at those fingers. Look at how it counterbalances its body. It can even do this task while a human changes its reality. It can even correct an action, like here where it put the block down on its side and then picks it back up and places it properly. Then it can do tasks like unsorting. And then it's time for some yoga. Again, look at that balance. And Elon posted, progress, improvements are also coming in the actuators, sensors, and overall mechanics of Optimus. Chuck Cook says, amazing new video by the Tesla Optimus team. Don't forget if, when they start to take over the world, just push the red button behind their neck. Elon said, we will definitely aim to maximize local safety of Optimus. It needs to be easy to pause using a remote or your phone with no centralized override. Hit the nose. Again, this is largely a recruitment video and attempt to attract top talent. And I've got to imagine it works. I mean, I want to work for them and I'm a philosophy major. Keep in mind that Tesla only started working on humanoid robots two years ago. On the other hand, Boston Dynamics, you know, the company we've all seen, uh, they started working on robots 31 years ago. Now, I think we should point out that Tesla did speed up the video a bit here. You can see it here where the human is interacting with the blocks. But I mean, this wasn't programmed with hard code like if you see the color green, put it in the green pile. Tesla used a neural net entirely onboard Optimus that uses only vision learning. Let that sink in. 
That's entirely different than what you've seen Boston Dynamics robots do. And Tesla was able to do this because they have been learning how to drive a car in the world autonomously using large training supercomputers and neural nets and could then apply this to Optimus. Absolutely incredible. We're gonna talk more about it on the Patreon Investor Club bonus stories. Tesla is such a cool company. So often we get numbers that just seem hard to believe when we first hear them. You're right. In fact, many experts, pundits, and talking heads will make it seem like it can never happen. Tesla has no advantage, no technological advantage, no software advantage, no battery advantage, no advantages whatsoever. Classic Bob Lutz from five years ago. We're going to share some more of Lutz's awesome predictions on Investor Club over on Patreon if you want to join us and support us there. Anyway, Jason Shahan, Tesla's director of manufacturing at Giga Texas, just revealed some pretty astonishing numbers to the Austin Business Journal. Like what? At the end of last year, Giga Texas had 12,000 employees. Now, according to Shahan, Tesla has increased that number to 20,000. Wow. And get this, Shahan says that Tesla plans to push that number to 60,000 employees by the time it has fully ramped up Cybertruck production. At Giga Texas? Yeah. Wait, so Tesla was already the second largest employer in Texas, second only to HEB grocery chain, which has 325 stores throughout Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say exactly how many employees HEB has in Texas because they're privately owned, um, but it's in the ballpark of 130,000. So I don't think Tesla will become the number one employer in Texas next year. But I mean, I bet a lot of HEB's employees are part time because, I mean, it's a grocery store and they typically hire a lot of part time workers. So maybe if we count just by full time workers, maybe. But I mean, being the number two employer in Texas is huge. It means that Tesla has and will continue to increase their political influence because, I mean, let's not forget that Tesla's are still one of the only brands of EVs not eligible for a rebate under the Texas light duty motor vehicle purchase or lease incentive program. What? I just checked the list that was updated on September 20th, and Teslas are still not eligible for state incentives in Texas. Why not? They're made in Texas. Because, well, let's have Laura Lopez, a spokesperson from the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, the organization responsible for the program, tell us. The program currently requires that eligible vehicles must be purchased or leased from a licensed new vehicle dealer or leasing company in Texas under Texas law. Vehicles purchased directly from the manufacturer or an out-of-state dealer not licensed to sell or lease new vehicles in Texas are not eligible for a rebate. Are you f***ing me still? Well, the good news is that Texas ran out of money for their EV incentive rebate program on January 7th of this year. Um, they had been offering rebates of $2,500, but that program expired. So I guess you could say it doesn't matter anymore. But what about all the Tesla customers who bought a Tesla before January 7th? They didn't get the rebate. Well, Tesla did have a workaround that they did for some customers where they brought the cars out of state and then delivered them. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is so stupid. Yeah, Tesla has filed lawsuits in the district court for the Western District of Texas against the state of Texas on the grounds that Texas's law violates the First Amendment, the Commerce Clause, and are anti-competitive. But whether Tesla ultimately wins or loses this case, which could take years depending on appeals... Texans, contact your legislators, your governor. Get Texas to support one of your largest employers, your largest manufacturer. It's not hard to do. And don't just think that somebody else will do it for you. They won't. It'll only take a few minutes and you'll feel good that you are a good citizen. Look, I'm going to make it easy for you. Here are the two websites to find your House and Senate members. You can write one little paragraph and then send it to both your House and Senate members. By the way, where are these 60,000 employees going to park? Well, Tesla is building a parking garage for 10,000 vehicles on the east side of Giga Texas right here. Uh, that should be completed next year. Wow. I mean, it's not enough spaces, I guess, but uh, hopefully there'll be some public transportation to get them there. And if we cross the pond to Tesla's Giga Berlin, we get to see the impact of Tesla having built a gigafactory there. Yeah, Giga Berlin now has over 11,000 employees, which has obviously attracted a lot of people to Brandenburg. That's where they're located. Before Tesla moved there, Brandenburg had been one of Germany's weakest economies. But now, according to data from the government statistics office, Brandenburg has now become the fastest growing area of Germany in the first half of 2023. Giga Berlin has attracted Westminster Immobilien, uh, GmbH, a construction company that plans to build a residential area for 1,500 residents in Friedersdorf, which is just 14 kilometers or 8.7 miles away from the Gigafactory. They're also planning to build restaurants and co-working spaces in two commercial buildings along with medical and health buildings. The area will be surrounded by nature and 26,000 square meters of green space. And all the roofs are going to have solar. Construction is planned to begin late next year after they get their government approvals and permits. 
So Tesla North America posted last week, all Hertz rentals in the U.S. now allow full Tesla app access. This means you can use keyless lock unlock via phone key, remotely precondition the cabin, track charge status, and more. This had been a big complaint from customers who rented Teslas from Hertz. Without the app, customers had to use the key card, which not only meant keeping track of that, but also not being able to precondition, no keyless entry. And when supercharging, you have to just kind of guess when your charge is through instead of being able to track it on your phone. Yeah, I mean, this is great that they figured it out. Also, figuring out where your car is parked uh, when you're returning to a big parking lot in a city that you're not familiar with. Um, it's really nice to be able to locate your car with the app. And the other thing that I'll say here is that it's really smart for Tesla to do this mm -hmm. because not only is it just nice for Hertz customers, but now somebody who just rented a Tesla is going to have, first of all, all the Tesla features at their fingertips mm -hmm. for like as long as they're renting the car. So for that week that they're in some other city where they rented the Tesla, they splurged a little bit. They wanted to experience it. They got the full experience. Mm -hmm. And now they have the Tesla app on their phone. Oh, now they go back to keys and stuff and they don't like it. And they don't like it. And they're going to have this Tesla app on their phone, you know, the little icon until they uninstall it. But that's it, it's it's like handing somebody the keys to the car. Mm -hmm. It's as if you had rented the car and they they let you keep the keys mm. wouldn't start the car anymore but you got to keep the keys reminds as a little, you a little memento i think it's gonna increase sales not by a lot but by a little yeah so it appears that the u.s department of justice is doubling down on their investigation into elon's, elon's glass, glass house, house. <laughs> according to forbes federal prosecutors are looking into whether tesla's company resources were used to supply personal benefits to ceo elon musk as early as 2017 farther back than previously known according to people familiar with the investigation and elon replied this would be next level absurd i'm not building a house of any kind anywhere don't be too sure i'm as crooked as i'm supposed to be wait so let me get this straight the department of justice is a federal government agency whose job is to protect civil rights protect the integrity of the nation's antitrust and bankruptcy systems and uphold the rule of law so you're telling me that the DOJ, led by Attorney General Merrick Garland, who was appointed by President Biden in 2021, is investigating whether the richest person in the world got some special deals on some glass through his connections with Tesla and that he was going to build into his house. Uh-huh. Except this particular billionaire is Elon Musk, who doesn't appear to have a house, according to Walter Isaacson, who just spent two years following him around. Well, unless you count the $50,000 two-bedroom little bungalow at Starbase. Maybe he stashed the glass in there. Hey, Merrick, did you check in his fridge? Maybe he hid the glass under his bed. Did you check there? Maybe the glass house is just in plain sight like Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Do you think of that, Merrick? I think this is going to blow back on the Biden administration big time. I, I just don't see why they're doing this. This is this seems incredibly political. Oh, but um, here with a guest editorial on this topic is our very own Vinny Bambuzzolini. Hey folks, Vinny Bambuzzolini here, your trusted automotive advisor and expert on all things related to federal investigations. Now you two bozos are defending this guy, but you know what? I hope the DOJ catches Mr. Tesla red-handed carrying all that glass he got through all his connections. He's probably in the trunk of his Model X. That's where I'd put it. If I had to hide something, which I don't, this billionaire should have to pay for what he's done. How dare he get glass at a discount for a house he doesn't even have? How dare you not have a mansion, Mr. Tesla? What kind of billionaire are you anyway with a 375 square foot house? That's smaller than most billionaires' slipper closets. You're giving billionaires a bad name, and I hope the other billionaires don't let you in their club with their secret billionaire handshakes, because you are not the kind of billionaire I want representing us Americans. And another thing, I shouldn't be telling you this, because it's basically free advice on how to avoid the feds. But Mr. Musk, I hear you got like five smartphones. You got to ditch them, throw them in a lake. Here's what you do when you want to call your glass connection. Find a payphone somewhere in town. Make sure you're not followed and always speak in code. Like replace the word glass with milkshake and the word money with french fries. So it goes something like this. I'm waiting on my milkshake. When are you going to have that delivered? I already gave you the french fries. See, now, even if the feds do tap your phone, they think you're just hungry all the time. They got nothing. Bunch of bozos. They thought they could put me away, but they didn't even know how smart Vinny was. I outsmarted him. Bunch of clowns. Take that, DOJ. Okay, Vinny Bambuzzolini, everyone. Folks, come on down to the Auto Mile. Check out the new Combustor 9000 at my dealership, the best dealership in the tri-state area. 
Okay. Well, Vinny should have stuck around for this next story. I feel like it would be right up his alley. What story is that? The Highway Lost Data Institute, HLDI, just published their latest list of the most stolen vehicles for all of 2020 through 2022 models in the U.S. And guess which vehicles are the least stolen vehicles in the U.S.? Let's look. The Tesla Model 3 all-wheel drive and the Tesla Model Y all-wheel drive. Correct. How'd you know? So I thought this was interesting. The average car in the U.S. has a stolen claim frequency of 0.41 claims per 1,000 insured vehicles. So let's do some math. About one car stolen for every 2,500 insured. Now, if you look closely at this chart, you'll see that column on the right, it's labeled relative claim frequency where 100 equals average. Okay, I see. So the Model 3 and Y um, have a relative claim frequency of 3. So that means that while the average car gets stolen once out of every 2,500 insured cars, the Model 3 and the Model Y get stolen 33 times less often, or about once out of every 82,500 cars <laughs> insured. That's insane. What are the most stolen cars in the U.S.? Well, apparently car thieves like Dodges. Uh, you're 22 times more likely to have your Dodge Charger Hemi stolen and 61 times more likely to have your Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat stolen than the average car. As Hildy's senior vice president, Matt Moore, says, if you own a Hellcat, you better check your driveway. These numbers are unbelievable. Holy crap. I mean, looking at this list. Six out of the 20 models with the fewest claims are electric, and all four Tesla models made the least stolen list. Yeah, I'm guessing that car thieves are deterred by sentry mode and the fact that they probably know by now that Teslas are trackable. That would be my guess, but also maybe that car thieves watch Tesla Time News and have learned that Teslas aren't the best targets. I mean, another thing is, too, like, how do you start the car unless you're a computer hacker? I'm in! <laughs> like, and we've seen computer hackers try to, right. you know, hack into the cars, and in fact, it's more lucrative that instead of stealing a Tesla, Tesla and trying to fence it and getting caught, um, you could just go to Tesla and say, hey, I found a weakness in your code right. and they might just give you a car. So exactly. why steal one if you can get one for free? Yeah, just sit at home with your laptop. So, you know, I love VPPs. There are going to be two new VPPs in Southern California, both in the same service area of San Diego. Yeah, San Diego Gas and Electric announced a few weeks ago that it's launching a VPP pilot program in Shelter Valley. It's a remote community in San Diego County. They have been testing it virtually since December, and then they tried it for realsies three times in August as the temperature soared. So far, they seem to have good feedback from participants. So we'll put a link in the show notes to the program website because participants who are selected can get free battery systems if they already have solar and other perks. But you obviously have to live in that area. So what's the other VPP? So Tesla has just opened their VPP up to participants in the San Diego Gas and Electric Service area as well. You can get an estimate of how much you can earn by using your Tesla app. It'll estimate based on the size of your system and your usage. SDG&E has time of use rates that go from 24 cents roughly per kilowatt hour during way off peak times to as high as get this 75 to 80 cents per kilowatt hour during on peak times, especially when the temperatures are high. So last year during the record heat wave, spot prices for electricity shot up to like $2,000 per megawatt hour in parts of California. What's the normal rate? Like $50 per megawatt hour. Crap. Could you imagine how much money you could make by arbitraging those differences? So Tesla appears to have more than doubled the amount of batteries in their VPPs in California from last year. Last August, Tesla had about 3,200 homes participating in the VPP with about 50 megawatts across California. Now Tesla appears to have about 7,700 homes participating. So that's 100 megawatts with 200 megawatt hours of storage. So that could power like 80,000 homes. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you can add your solar and batteries to the system if you live in Puerto Rico, Texas, Southern California Edison, or San Diego Gas and Electric in California, or National Grid in Massachusetts, Connecticut, or Rhode Island, or Green Mountain Power in Vermont. So VPPs are growing. So I just want to ask what the difference is between joining Tesla's VPP and trying to do it yourself. Like, I mean, if I bought a Tesla Powerwall, I could just try and sell power back to the grid, right? Uh, no. So the only way that this works is because you have a lot of battery, it, it makes it more worth it for the grid to make these deals. Right. Because otherwise it's like, well, what is your one, you know, Tesla Powerwall going to do when there's, you know, a huge deficit in energy? Whereas Tesla can say, oh, well, you need like 50 megawatts. Oh, absolutely. You want here it is. Right. And, and then it's like and give us some money. And then they turn to the people who own those batteries and say, here's your share. Exactly. Now, maybe in the future, you'll be able to hook up your individual Powerwalls to the system and get paid individually. That would be great. 
Yeah, because I'm going to have that big a battery. I, I want to have a, several megawatt hours of battery. It's nice. so sick. Hey, and if you like VPPs and you like this show, hit the like button. It really helps us out. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. So we got this tweet here, um, and this is from Larry Ellison. He was the former Tesla director. He's the CTO and executive chairman of Oracle, good friend of Elon's. Mm -hmm. He goes to his house in Hawaii every now and then. Uh, he said, our next generation police car is coming out very soon. It's my favorite police car. And Elon said, awesome. So this was at an Oracle event. Um, and I, I think that's just a CGI of what they think it'll look like. But that is pretty awesome. Oracle police? What? <laughs> Maybe for their just, campus just police. Security? <laughs> okay. Then Elon posted over the weekend, I just drove the performance Cybertruck today and it kicks ass next level. Okay, so is this the tri-motor all-wheel drive version with 500 plus miles of range? Yeah, I mean, Tesla had stated it'll go 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds, which would beat the Rivian R1T, by the way. Uh, top speed would be 130 miles an hour. So now the big question. The starting price when they revealed this was going to be 69,990. What will it be now? And the other big question is, will this be their first version released? Well, and other questions... Is it going to be quad motor? Why is right. why is it why is it tri motor? Like they said, why, a lot of people have been saying it's going to be quad motor, based on nothing. Um, so I mean, who knows? Who knows? We can just we can just sit here and conjecture all day. I That's think true. it's going to be able to be a boat, like I've conjectured before. Okay, so no Cybertrucks in this photo, but I think this photo actually may relate to the Cybertruck delivery event. So what are we looking at? This is the newly built entrance to Giga Texas. In Joe Tegmeyer's Friday drone video, he flew over and we could see craftsmen finishing up the black glass. So it seems like a really good sign because if you remember at GigaFest, Tesla had a Cybertruck on display here before the entrance was finished. Yeah, it just seems like the perfect place to showcase the Cybertruck. I mean, look at those angles and the stainless steel. So my conjecture is that getting it all finished could signal that the delivery event is coming soon. Now, I know we've heard from a bunch of sources that it's going to happen in October, which it probably is going to. But we have not heard officially from Tesla, even though drivers of the Cybertruck have said that and they're probably very closely related. I doubt they're allowed to say anything. So while I hope they're right and it's coming in October, I don't know if we should hold our breath. So is this a lone Cybertruck at Giga Texas? How can you tell? Um, yeah, as of Friday, there was just a single Cybertruck on the outbound lot ready for transportation. Um, and that's because last week was a really slow week at Giga Texas. It looked like production had halted for upgrades and retooling. But there was a lot more cars at the end of the week. So hopefully this week that we're in now, things will start ramping back up a bit. So maybe they were getting some robots in or some mach other machines. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going in. Um, so that's the conjecture is that uh, it was kind of a slow week. Um, maybe it was almost like a vacation week. Next, we get this in Los Gatos. Brandon S. spotted a blue digital camo wrapped Cybertruck. Yeah, so look at the screen is covered up here, but we see a couple new things. Uh, Cybertruck is branded on the tires and this Cybertruck has a round steering wheel. So maybe they don't all get the yoke. Or maybe there's just an early model. Hmm. Uh, also, what does that mean? On the left side of the dash, it says 47.3. Do you see that in green there? Hmm. Is that the tire pressure? That's what I was thinking. I mean, that that's the closest. I was thinking it can't be temperature because it's too warm for um, Celsius. Celsius. So hot it hurts. Too cold for Fahrenheit. The opposite, right? And um, 47.3, I mean, it could be a trip mileage meter. It could just be a testing thing. I, I don't know if that's going to be on the final Cybertruck. It's very retro 80s digital mm. so who knows and look if you want to find out more about what's going on with cybertruck the latest the greatest head on over to our sponsors at the cybertruck owners club they've got all the information there all the latest pictures and videos and they've got the reservation tracker so you can find out where you are in line so we just reviewed the hovsko hovcart over on our now it's review channel yeah this has become one of my favorite e-bikes i like to call it the suv of e-bikes yeah not only does it have fat tires and not only does it have front suspension, but it has places to put a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a cargo e-bike. And because there's so many accessories for it, you can actually transform it into a kid carrying e-bike as well, which is really fun. Yeah, that's what's so exciting about all these new variations that you can do once you have a battery and a motor. Right, because if you had a lightweight road bike that weighs like two pounds, you would never want to throw hundreds of pounds of stuff on there and try and make it up a hill under your own leg power. But with a fat tire e-bike like the Hovcart, I feel like you could not only do food deliveries, but probably even more heavy deliveries as well. Yeah, I mean, I got to take my young cousin out for a ride, actually mm -hmm. her and her friend. Mm -hmm. um, so you can fit two kids on there. Oh, really? And I mean, it didn't feel any harder than pedaling a normal e-bike. Um, and it was just so much fun. Um, and they loved it. It's such a fun way to, you know, get out and about. And it has so much carrying capacity, even with just the kid section. You don't even need that rear basket because the kid thing has like... 
not sides, but it, it you can put a box in it or a bag. Um, and so, you know, we've used it for like um, picking up groceries. We've used it for, you know, going to out and, and just bringing stuff around. It's so cool. Well, and I had a friend who rides regular bikes his whole life. And then I put him on the fat tire e-bike mm. here. And he just took off, first of yeah. all, and didn't even want to let go of the bike when mm -hmm. we were done, but didn't realize what it could do. I mean, he came back and he was just like, oh, my God, this thing is amazing. He went off down a beach, by yeah. the way, um, which he couldn't ride his regular bike on. And because of the fat tires, he just felt like invincible and he could do things that he couldn't do before. And it's not about turning this into a motorcycle, right? Mm -hmm. You're still pedaling. Um, and if you, you know, if you want to, and you're still putting in energy. And when we go for rides on like our hob cart, I come back feeling energized. I come back feeling like I've got my workout, but I didn't kill myself. And I mean, if you want to kill yourself, yeah, just turn off the motor and put all the leg energy into it that you want. But if you get to that hill that you normally would have been like, no, I'm going around, mm -hmm. you can just go up. And I think that that's the part where if you don't experience this firsthand, you just don't know what we're talking about. And that's the cool thing about the fat tire too, is normally fat tire bikes were only made for like just flat beaches mm -hmm. um, because it was they were so hard to pedal right. that it did just didn't make sense for you to be taking it off road. Um, here, you can take it on, we've taken it on some pretty crazy trails. We've mm -hmm. gone, like we'll be riding along and then there'll just be this giant hill and we just bomb up the hill. It's so much fun. And then we're up at the top of the hill, which normally would have taken us probably like 10 minutes of like pushing our, our other bikes or something like that. Um, I I just urge you, if you haven't tried an e-bike, um, check one out. And I think that the Havkart e-bike is the, the SUV of bikes. Yeah, it really is a lot of fun. If you want to learn more about it, we urge you to head on over to our Now Let's Review channel where we review all kinds of e-bikes and e-scooters, EV chargers, and more. And right now, Havsco has a deal on their Havkart. So oh, really? head over to their website and you can check that out. Nice. So let's be honest, it's probably not that interesting to talk about EV models that are only available in another country. That's why we don't spend a lot of time talking about every new Chinese EV that comes out. We've all heard of BYD, the Chinese EV company aiming at 3 million vehicle sales this year. They're the biggest EV maker in the world. Well, hang on. That's if you include hybrids. If we're talking about pure BEVs, then Tesla is number one. True. But BYD is China's largest automaker. And as of last Friday, they launched their Dolphin EV production in Mexico. Here is their Mexican version, which starts at 539,999 Mexican pesos. How much is that in dollars? $31,000. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, it looks like a leaf and a bolt had a baby. Yeah, the Dolphin is powered by a 70 kilowatt front wheel drive motor and a 45 kilowatt hour BYD LFP blade battery for about 405 kilometers or 251 miles of NEDC range. So NEDC, yeah. BYD claims that it has class leading efficiency of 11 kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers, or if you do the math for People don't think that way because that's the European way of thinking. Uh, 177 watt hours per mile. Wow. So that's 5.6 miles per one kilowatt hour. I mean, that's better than my Model 3. If they're right about the range numbers. Now, doesn't BYD sell a European version of the Dolphin? Yes. The EU version was launched in June and it has a bigger 60 kilowatt hour battery. And BYD already launched it in Japan as well. In fact, it's selling quite well. The 500,000th Dolphin just rolled off the production line last week. Yeah. BYD has seen profits double in Q2 to 933 million. And now BYD is the top selling automaker in Brazil, Colombia, Israel and Thailand. Okay, so what's Tesla's market share in battery EVs compared to BYD? As of the first half of this year, Tesla has a 21.7% market share versus BYD, which has a 16.2% BEV market share worldwide. Okay, so if BYD were to launch the Dolphin in the US at the same specs and prices as the Mexican version, how do you think it would fare? Well, let's go back to the range first. 251 miles of NEDC range is more like 175 miles of EPA rated range. So that's a big question. Would you spend $31,000 for 175 miles of range? I mean, it's not super attractive. Uh, how fast does it charge? Uh, let's see. BYD claims you can DC fast charge it from 30 to 80% in 29 minutes at 88 kilowatts. Okay, so super slow. I mean, that's only a little bit faster than a bolt. Yeah. It seems like a subpar bolt to me because I feel like it just, 
I mean, who's going to want to buy from a brand that they don't have a lot of experience with? But let us know below. I mean, does it meet your needs for the price? Yeah, I mean, I think I would still I might just go with the Bolt, right? It's still cheaper right. to buy the Bolt than it would be to buy this, you know, Although, Chinese I mean, EV. But I mean, GM said they're going to discontinue it. So you might have no choice. You I might have they to weren't going to discontinue it. Yeah, they're going to revamp it. What do you mm, come on? I don't it's know. It's not going to cost the same, <laughs> but it's going to be the same model technically. I don't know how much longer they're going to keep it, but we'll see. We'll see. And I'm not sure how long GM is going to be in business. That's a good point. But would you put a Dolphin in your driveway? Well, if we're considering the BYD Dolphin EV, I guess we should also consider the 2024 Kia Niro EV. Okay, so this is basically the second model year following their refresh. Right. Not much has changed since 2023, since it is 2023, but we're talking about the 2024 model, whatever. Mr. Krabs, I am so confused. As you may remember, the all-electric version of the Nero was launched in 2018, and then in 2022, Kia refreshed the Nero. Okay, so this is a four-door compact SUV starting at 39.6 for the wind version and 44.6 for the wave version. And that does not include the $1,325 destination fee. So pretty much the same price as last year. Well, I think it's about $50 more. Okay, so what do you get for that? Both versions have a 64.8 kilowatt hour battery with 253 miles of EPA rated range, 201 horsepower, 188 pound feet of torque. It has some pretty standard ADAS features, also has a heads up display, vehicle to load capabilities, and a lot of cargo space. In fact, in this year's model, they've added a dual level cargo floor as a standard feature. Anything else in this uh, new year model? Did they add any colors? Actually, they took away some colors, so you can no longer get the light gray interior package and you can't get the fire orange metallic exterior paint. I don't know. I mean, I think, again, if it weren't for Tesla, this would be a pretty attractive car. Um, mm -hmm. But with Tesla, it's like, well, you, it's not the safest car. It doesn't have a supercharging network. It's and, not that you know, fast. Right. The, the range isn't as good. Right. Price, while it's fine, um, you are not going to get the $7,500 tax credit because exactly. it is not made in this country. Right. Um, so, I mean, you could pretty much get a Model Y for the 44.6 price. Yeah. And I think yeah. you would want to. Well, and probably the biggest, most important factor is that it doesn't have NACs. Exactly. Why am I buying a car that doesn't have an axe? Right. Stupid. Over flyer and News Chopper 10 flying over Austin this evening. What's going on, Bert? Well, Ted, it appears that about 20 Chevy Bolt owners have decided to demonstrate in the streets of Austin tonight, and they are tying up traffic for blocks. Chevy Bolt owners, Bert? How can you tell? Because they're all driving Chevy Bolts, Ted. Pretty obvious. Duh. And this bunch of Chevy Bolt owners must have quite a bit of money because they've all had them wrapped with the same orange and white wraps. Uh, Bert, do those Chevy Bolts happen to have LiDAR on the roof? It does look like they all have something on the roof. Yes, Ted. Uh, do you know this group? We're lowering down a bit closer, and I can just make out the name of their group. It's plastered on each of their cars. It says Cruise. Uh, Bert, I think what you're seeing there is Cruise Robo Taxis. Robo what, Ted? Cruise Automation. It's GM's autonomous electric taxis that drive themselves. No, no, Ted. What I'm seeing are cars cars, Ted, driving on streets in Austin. Okay, Bert, we're going to cut to our reporter on the ground. Who has footage of the incident? So Cruz has dozens of Chevy Bolt robo-taxis. Uh, Bert didn't know what he was talking about. They're now operating in Austin, Texas. And what happened is that a bunch of ride-sharers took these robo-taxis to a high-demand part of town. I guess there was like an event or something at the same Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
same time, and one of the cars tried to make this right turn and ended up blocking the intersection. Luckily, no one was hurt, and as soon as cruise engineers figured out what was happening, they remotely took over a couple of cars and cleared up the congestion. Now, if you've ridden in a cruise lately, please share your photos and your videos and your feedback with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. And yeah, I would like to point out, nobody got hurt, um, it, and it really wasn't a big, long tie-up. It really only lasted a few minutes, but it is funny to see this many robo-taxis in one place. Right. Well, and that they don't work together... I, well, this and is, they're hard coded. I mean, if something goes wrong, they can't think for themselves like humans could do, which mm -hmm. would be like, OK, I'll back up or I'll, you know, slide over here so you can move past me. Right. Hey, and if you want to share a story you've seen on today's show, but you don't want to share the entire episode, you can not only head over to X where we have lots of clips, but you can also go to our Now You Know Clips channel on YouTube where we chop them into bite sized clips that are easy to share. All right. It's time for Going Green, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. All right, so this morning I did not have a chance to shave my what? shaver, so I'm very What happened? Sad. Did you run out of blades? Uh, no. No, it's just I'm not feeling well, so I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel like shaving. I feel like, you know. Um, but I love my Henson razor. I can't wait to use it later when I have a little bit more time. I mean, I love this thing. I think you're going to love it. You can get 100 free blades if you uh, check out and use our code. Now you know at checkout. All right, so what's better than going to Ikea and walking around the store for hours looking at some Orfjols and Bjorksnasses? Ah, uh, yes, the Swedish meatballs and the lingonberry sauce, of course. Well, now there's going to be another thing to look forward to at some Ikeas in the U.S., solar carports. The IKEA in Paramus, New Jersey has already completed their carport. Yeah, and actually IKEA completed their first solar carport way back in 2021 at their Baltimore store. And IKEA says that they will be installing them at six more U.S. locations, including Brooklyn, New York, Covina, California, New Haven, Connecticut, Stoughton, Massachusetts, Tempe, Arizona, and the IKEA Fulfillment Facility in Tejon, California. And in fact, I saw them taking out all the lights over their parking lot at the Stoughton one, and I saw the big stacks of solar panels that they were going to install. Oh, that's so cool. So when all these carport projects are completed, just the carports alone should be producing over 14 gigawatt hours of annual production, offsetting over 6,000 tons of carbon emissions. And let's not forget that IKEA has already installed solar at all 54 U.S. locations with 935,000 solar panels already installed. And if that wasn't already awesome, IKEA just announced that they are launching a renewable heating and cooling project to replace and optimize existing HVAC systems with high energy efficiency and coefficient performance. It'll start with five stores this year in Canton, Michigan, Draper, Utah, Round Rock, Texas, and Tampa and Orlando, Florida. IKEA says it'll take about a year to complete and stores will remain open during the work. IKEA US has a goal of eliminating fossil fuels from its operations by 80% by 2030. Makes me want to go get some Furkenting and Federsmoln. All right, it's time for Sunspots. If you live in the Midwest, you may know about the Sherco Solar Farm, which is owned by XL Energy. It was already going to be one of the largest solar farms in the country when it's completed. The Minnesota Public Utilities Commission last week unanimously approved adding 250 megawatts to the existing 460 megawatt solar farm, which is currently being built. So the new 710 megawatt, $1 billion project should come online at the end of 2025 and will become the largest solar farm in the upper Midwest. They'll be able to generate enough power for 150,000 Minnesota homes annually. And what's even better is that XL is actually going to replace one of three coal-fired plants, which is currently the largest power plant in Minnesota. This is happening all across the country as coal plants get more and more expensive to operate and get older and older and require more and more maintenance. And a lot of utilities are deciding to shut down coal plants and replace them with solar and wind. XL Energy says it plans to shut down all of its coal plants by 2030. And if you'd like to replace your coal plant and put solar on your roof, contact our friends at Energy Pal. They know all the details, all the rebates, all of those tax incentives and things that you don't know, they're up on them. And they'll let you know all of that for free. Link down below. Let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. And it might actually shut down your coal plant. Exactly. I mean, I know you don't have one in your backyard, but maybe somewhere they are running a coal plant to keep your lights on. And if you and all your neighbors start replacing it with solar, it's, it's going to be less and less profitable to keep that coal plant running. Exactly. 
It's that time of year. Drive Electric Week is here. There are events going on all around North America as we speak. Over 200 events, in fact, throughout the U.S. and Canada, and even one this year in Mexico City going on through October 1st. Our buddy Jeff is holding his annual EV event in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts at the Hebert's Candy from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. If it isn't raining, head on down for free $300 and swag raffle, free pizza for drivers, annual summons race with the four models of Tesla, Vendors like Allset Auto, Tesla Rents, Eco Auto, Inductive Auto Works, among others, will be in attendance. Test drives and rides will be available for many types of EVs. And hopefully, we will be able to make it with our Rivian R1T and Ford Lightning pickup trucks. And maybe we can bring something fun to give away. Yeah, and get more info by going to this link. Next up is Will from Tesla Jigsaw. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Will here from Tesla Jigsaw. I've just returned from Westminster in London, where I've been supporting the launch of a new organisation called Stop Burning Stuff, which has been set up by the CEO of Fully Charged, Dan Caesar, Robert Llewellyn, and ex-Top Gear presenter, motoring journalist and transport campaigner, Quentin Wilson. What will Stop Burning Stuff do? Rebut the myths? Point people to accurate information? Act as spokespeople direct with press and media? And engage with politicians and civil servants too? But why is that necessary, you might be asking? We are fighting an endless barrage of FUD, misinformation and lies spewing from headlines in mainstream media day after day regarding electric cars and renewable energy, which unfortunately gets absorbed into the brains of the general public, celebrities and of course politicians. Whilst this event quickly debunked every myth out there regarding EVs and sustainable energy, unfortunately the message wasn't received by our current government as Rishi Sunak has just delayed the banning of petrol and diesel cars for a further five years taking it to 2035, utterly destroying the hopes of reaching anything like net zero by 2050, and indeed destroying the UK's reputation as supposed world leaders in sustainable energy, innovation and clean technologies. What a tragic, wasted opportunity that was. But despite all this political nonsense, one in five new car sales in the UK are now electric, and I believe we've long passed the tipping point of EV adoption. The disruption of electric cars is happening with or without a 2030 ban, I suppose. Here's a quick reminder of how our Conservative government's green plans are going. The UK offers zero subsidies for buying a new electric car. They offer zero subsidies for homeowners wanting to buy and install a wall charger. Household energy bills have more than doubled in the past two years. The UK government is handing out hundreds of new oil and gas licences in the North Sea. But it's OK, because the government is wasting, sorry, has committed £20 billion for new carbon capture projects. And I've been to visit one already. Turn off the taps of fossil fuel emissions or try to suck it up. I wonder which makes more sense. If you'd like to lend support to the Stop Burning Stuff campaign, you can contribute at patreon.com forward slash stop burning stuff. And as a newbie to the world of YouTube, I'd really appreciate your support too. Find me on YouTube and X at Tesla Jigsaw. Thanks, guys. Back to you in the studio. Now you know. Thanks, Will. Everyone, go subscribe to Tesla Jigsaw. Show Will some love for his awesome reporting from the other side of the pond. Next up, we have Ellie in space with our SpaceX update. Hey, Zach and Jesse, check out this photo. This is a Falcon 9 launching, and I'm showing you this because SpaceX now has two Falcon 9 boosters in their fleet with a record tying 17 liftoffs and landings. Elon reposted this saying, rocket reuse is now happening at scale. And he's right. However, what we aren't seeing at scale yet is the reuse of Starship because we just simply haven't had the green light yet for another launch, which is unfortunate. And we had another hiccup in the plans for a second integrated test flight. And this one I actually posted about on X and to my surprise, Elon responded. I talked about the hang up from the Fish and Wildlife Service. We know that the FAA has been working in tandem with SpaceX for this next flight. They need to get a new license entirely, but it's not just the FAA they need the green light from, they also need the green light from the Fish and Wildlife Service. And we learned that that review process could take as long as 135 days. I wrote a post saying that the US Fish and Wildlife have yet to review SpaceX's upgrades since the first launch in April. You know, the ones where chunks of the pad had been scattered all around stage zero. Now this could push back the next launch window by months. And I wrote, this is what none of us want to hear. 
The agency still needs to review SpaceX's plans to operate a water deluge system during the next launch of its Starship rocket. This process could take anywhere from 30 to 135 days, the Fish and Wildlife Service said in an email to Bloomberg News which thank you to Bloomberg News for doing this investigative work, because Elon replied saying that is unacceptable. It is absurd that SpaceX can build a giant rocket faster than they can shuffle paperwork. And I mean, he has a point. Now this has obviously made some people very upset. So the Starship launch date is a moving target, but a lot of people have been commenting saying, well, why don't they just move to Mexico? Why don't they just launch in Florida already? So I'm actually making a video about that on my channel if you want more background and context about why it's just not that easy. So my channel is Ellie in Space. If you want more SpaceX background, please subscribe to me there. So until then, I guess this is the most action I'll have with Starship for a while. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much, Ellie. And you know what, folks? The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, you know, the federal agency that's holding up the launch. Well, if you're upset about this like we are and Ellie is, uh, you may want to let them know how you feel. The director of the Fish and Wildlife Service is Martha Williams. Here is her work address and phone number and her email. If you'd like to send her a letter or an email or make a call, remember, keep it polite, to the point, but let your voices be heard. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Keep them two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape. Good audio, no music. And here we go. Our editor, David, sent us this story about his Tesla Owners Club helping to set up new Tesla owners' cars. Hey, Zach and Jesse. Dave here, and I'm at the Tesla uh, Service Center here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm here as part of the Tesla Owners Club uh, of the Triangle here. And we are here today to assist new owners and getting their cars set up, answering any questions that they have. Um, since it's end of quarter, all the uh, people in there are really busy. They're expected to do about 70 to 100 cars today so i'm here to be able to help out answering questions and help relieve some of the stress on them so just want to let you know about this uh cool thing we get to do with tesla now you know thank you david for volunteering your time and doing that i mean 75 or 100 cars in a day i mean there's no way they could keep up without some help so thank you david for doing that all right it's time for our patreon bonus stories and on our stories this week uh which you can get by the way by going over to patreon.com slash now you know buck a month you get all of our patreon bonus stories this week We've got the arrest of a Tesla vandal caught on Sentry Cam, along with our Investor Club has bonus stories. We've got all bunch of goodies there for you. So please go support us there. We really appreciate it. All right, we are back from our Patreon bonus stories and we've got a poll this week. That's another one of our perks over there. Um, and we asked, are you impressed with Optimus? And um, yes, <laughs> everyone was impressed. All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week. And Doge Designer said, the super dad, Elon Musk. Elon says, little X is my emotional support human. This article from Wall Street Journal saying that Tesla in Saudi Arabia in early talks for EV factory. Elon says, yet another utterly false article from Wall Street Journal. Wow. Wow. Now, this is interesting. A lot of tweets from Tim Cook at Apple this week that Elon responded to. I think that he's trying to become best buds with them or something. Elon said, how did most of the legacy media go from superheroes of free speech to supervillains of speech suppression? And Jason Calacanis said, follow the money. Number one, having your advertising business gutted by Craigslist, Google search ads, and YouTube started to collapse. Number two, social media and podcasting, stealing your audience, finished the job. It's actually a sad story. Elon said, yeah. Texas Lindsay tweeted out this Wall Street Journal article, the New York meeting of billionaires, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, David Rockefeller, George Soros, Ted Turner, Oprah, Michael Bloomberg, and others. All this going on in a top secret meeting. And Elon says this is messed up. So Dan O'Dowd responded to Not the Bee, saying the CEO of the company that provided the software for the F-35 has claimed that his software can't be hacked. What do you think? Is their software so secure that it can't be hacked? Or is this a display of reckless hubris? And Dan O'Dowd responded. He said, there is software that can't be hacked. It's not just in your experience, which doesn't include nuclear weapon security like mine does. Try to hack an F-35. The Russians and Chinese have been trying for years. And Elon said the latter. Basically, it's reckless hubris. Mm. Tesla Economics says, trust me when I say this, you don't want to be Elon Musk. The weight he has on his shoulders is unlike anyone has ever felt. When the future of humanity relies on you and your companies, the opportunity costs and stakes are extremely high. Elon says, I often do not wish to be me. Stephen Mark Ryan says, insanity, YouTube has lost the f***ing plot. Make 1984 fiction again. And this is referring to Russell Brand being demonetized on YouTube. 
Elon responded on X. He says, he is not suspended on this platform. Innocent until proven guilty is a wise and fair maxim. They can't say they want censorship, so they attack by other means. And Elon went on to say, for what it's worth, I asked Tallulah, his second and third wife, uh, who was in a movie with Russell, St. Trinian's, if she had ever heard any negative rumors about him in this regard, as things circulate quickly in a movie set. She said he was always polite and gentlemanly to her and was surprised to hear these allegations. Colin Rugg says, new, Elon Musk SpaceX is suing the United States government after the Biden Department of Justice issued a complaint against the company for not hiring refugees. Elon says the system is rotten. Good for him suing them. Rune says, it seems like in the Isaacson book, whenever Elon makes a supposedly crazy choice and half the underlings freak out, it's literally never actually a crazy choice. The underlings are upset with his style and certainly more than the choice. AI says, also because Isaacson focuses on the most controversial decisions to keep the story interesting, Elon made a decision everyone agreed on, snooze. Elon said, exactly. Neuralink says, we're excited to announce that recruitment is open for our first inhuman clinical trial. If you have quadriplegia due to cervical spinal cord injury or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, you may qualify. Learn about it by visiting our recent blog post. Elon said, the first human patient will soon receive a Neuralink device. This ultimately has the potential to restore full body movement. In the long term, Neuralink hopes to play a role in AI civilizational risk reduction by improving human to AI and human to human bandwidth by several orders of magnitude. Imagine if Stephen Hawking had had this. Kimball Musk, Elon's brother, says, I've always loved to cook, especially on my birthday. Elon said, happy birthday, bro. Doge designer says, in his college days, Elon Musk converted his house into a nightclub and charged a $5 entry fee to afford rent. Elon said, we held the biggest parties on campus. Other parties were free. Ours was $5, but worth it. Doge designer says, the media is a click-seeking machine dressed up as a truth-seeking machine. Elon said they were somewhat forced into this position out of desperation since Google, Facebook, Craigslist, etc., us too a little, took most of their advertising revenue. Doge Designer says X is the number one news app on the app store in my country. What about yours? Elon says product matters. Almost no one understands how much this platform will evolve. When something is useful and entertaining, people use it. Elon went on to say long form posts on this platform are now at 3 billion views per day and rising. This is roughly on par with all newspaper article views on Earth. Jeff said, I'm starting a petition to put Tesla superchargers at every in and out location. This is awesome. Elon agreed. Holmar's catalog says, hey, Dan O'Dowd, quick question. If your integrity OS never fails and can't be hacked, can you explain how these vulnerabilities work? And Larry Goldberg says, in my 50 plus years of building software systems, I have never before come across anyone foolish enough to claim zero errors in a complex piece of software. No serious engineer would make such a blunder regardless of pride of authorship. The man can't be taken seriously. Elon said, yeah. Andrea says, Ave Maria. Elon says, one of the finest pieces of music ever. Ave Maria, box air on piano, and Conte Patiro are three of my all-time favorites. Lex Friedman says, love and truth will win in the end. Elon says, I hope so. He went on to say, there's no easy way from Earth to the stars, and that's a quote from Seneca in 40 AD. Constantine says, many people can't tell the difference between defending a principle which applies to a person they dislike and defending that person. I genuinely wonder if they are doing it on purpose or they're somehow incapable of understanding the difference. It's not that hard, surely. Elon says, most people, maybe all, are instinctively moral relativists. If you're perceived as being in the group, you can do no wrong, whereas those outside the group can do no right. This instinct can be overwritten, but requires a strong commitment to truth over convenience. Alex says, America's first legal is suing Biden's Federal Trade Commission for illegally concealing documents on government targeting of Elon Musk and X. And Elon said, it's disturbing that a government agency will allow itself to be corrupted by politics. Austin said the bureaucrat builder ratio in the United States is absolutely out of control. Elon says late stage civilization vibes. Not Elon Musk says when you realize you built a 394 foot rocket faster than the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service can push a bunch of paperwork across a desk. Elon said, seriously, this actually happened. The prime minister of Thailand posted met with Elon and team during my trip to New York. We had a good conversation on Tesla, SpaceX and Starlink technology. I'm impressed with the advance the group has made for the humanity and we share a common view of the future for a cleaner world. We look forward to further discussions, look forward to more inspirational successes of the EV space exploration breakthrough for not only Thais, but also the global community. Elon says it was an honor to meet. Thailand has a very exciting future. Hmm, maybe a hint about another gigafactory. Yeah, maybe. Eva Fox says, if you're happy in love and you love your work, then you will be fully happy. If you have one of those two things, you'll be half happy. And that's a quote from Elon. Elon says, there are times for almost all of us when neither has been good. Sawyer Merritt says, news, the UAW strategy of having targeted strikes against the Detroit Three aims to damage the company's reputations and, quote, keep them wounded for months, according to private messages written by a top aide to the union's president. And 
Elon responded with an exclamation point. Gee, I wonder why he didn't want unions at his factories. Sir Doge of the Coin says Elon Musk's biography is the greatest ad for Polytopia ever. His competitive edge is unmatched. Elon says, great game. I had to stop playing it as it was using up too many neurons. S.E. Robinson Jr. said, did you know SpaceX has a hovercraft at Starbase? Me neither. Why? It is used to transport employees from South Padre Island over to Starbase. Pretty dope. Elon says, works pretty well. Tesla owner Silicon Valley says, do you miss the Obama administration? Obama was a huge supporter of Elon Musk. Elon says, he was indeed, unlike the current president. I do miss him. Doge designer says, Elon Musk used to rewrite code of engineers working at Zip2 after they went home and used to work 120 hours a week. He never really wanted to be a CEO. Elon says, I don't want to be the boss of anyone. Not the B says, zero students at 13 Baltimore high schools test proficient in state math exams. And Elon responded with an exclamation point. Matthew Dunnigan Ryan says, things Elon Musk is responsible for, accelerating the world's transition to sustainable energy, reusable rockets, global satellite internet. Three, the UAW strike. What? How? Well, that's what the news media is saying. What? What? And then Elon said, if in doubt, blame me. James Katz says, hard to disagree with the UAW on the topic of Mary Barra's salary. She has created zero value for GM shareholders over her entire tenure as CEO. Why is she worth over 20 million a year? If she's worth over 20 million a year, no, the blue collars want more money. Elon says corporate compensation should be proportionate to success, just like it is for pro sports. And that's a chart, by the way, of GM uh, over the years. So if you had invested in it, you'd have lost money. <laughs> and like I said, Tim Cook's been tweeting out wonderful things about his new iPhone. And Elon said the beauty of iPhone pictures and video is incredible. And this is because Apple is advertising on X and I think he wants to keep them happy. Wow. Oh, and here's another one. Dima says Walter Isaacson's biography of Elon Musk sold 92,000 copies in its first week on sale. We've got one right there. Paul Graham says, if you're socially awkward, people will mistakenly think you dislike them and that will make them actually dislike you. Elon says, good thing I'm never like that, LOL. Jeff Lutz says, auto bailouts, $27.2 billion went out to the big three in the last year from the Department of Energy. That's the federal government. And uh, Elon said, exclamation point. Uh, he usually uses exclamation points to bring your attention to something that he thinks is interesting. Elon Musk then tweeted out, I am going to name my son physics, then I will be the father of physics. Siobhan Zillis, mother of his latest two children, says, what's your best guess on the answer to the Fermi paradox? And Elon said, sim. So it's a sim simulation. Ali G says, do you think string theory is legit and we should keep pursuing it or start moving on to different theories? And Elon responded with a thumbs down for the string theory. He doesn't think it's legit and nobody does anymore. Rune says no real advancement has been in theoretical physics since 1997's Maldacena duality holography principle. Lambda Rick says, isn't someone trying to build antimatter powered rockets? Elon said, that's the ticket for interstellar journeys. Declaration of Meme says, Demolition Man has now become a documentary. Elon said, so true. Everyone should watch that movie and Idiocracy too. Frankly, President Camacho is sounding quite appealing these days as compared to some other options. Woo, got your, got your exes. All right, it's time for community mail time. Remember to share your stories, your photos, and videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Fred spotted this Citroën Ami spotted in Matera, Italy. Anthony sent us these pictures of EVs around Munich. Wow, we even get a hypercar. Nice. That isn't driving. Vico spotted this electric bus in Estonia. Delma saw this Model Y with an FSD bumper sticker. That's awesome. Lisa spotted this Rivian R1S in La Jolla, California. Mike sent us these pictures of the VW ID Buzz from Thailand. John spotted this Lucid Air and BMW i4 M50 charging next to his Model S at his condo in Boston, Massachusetts. Harry saw this purple Model 3 near Würzburg, Germany. Look at those wheels. Owner sent us this picture of a Polestar 3 they saw in Toronto, Canada. Les spotted this Tesla Model Y towing a Tesla ride-on lawnmower in Schaumburg, Illinois. You think it's electric? I mean, we know how to make them electric. It could be. And Patrick sent us these pictures of his Model Y supercharging in Germany and Prague while on a road trip. Thank you so much, everybody, for sending those in. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews, but first we've got a beautiful Supercharger. Well, kind of. Check this out. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Sean coming at you from beautiful Lake Louise, Alberta, Canada. I am at the Tesla Destination Charger. There are four stalls here. Two of them are regular Tesla uh, uh, stations, and the other two are the uh, 1772 that require adapters so they can be used for other vehicles. Uh, the chargers are free, and the views are stunning here. I am actually kind of right down in town, tucked into the trees. The actual lake itself has the Chateau Lake Louise that has a destination charger up there as well, which is quite beautiful. Um, 
the location that I'm in here is actually pretty convenient. There are bathrooms at the Husky right behind me and there's a convenience store there. And then over at the Samson Mall, we've got uh, more public bathrooms and there's a sports store that rents uh, skis and outdoor equipment in the winter here, as well as things in the summer. They've got a grocery store. They've got a, a great little bakery. And the, the score that I would actually give this destination charger, despite the fact that it is free and the views are beautiful uh, and there's hardly anyone ever at this destination charger, I'd give it a four. And the reason is because Tesla, what we actually need here is a supercharger. We've got superchargers currently located in Golden in uh, British Columbia. And we've got them in Jasper and in Canmore here in Alberta. But uh, within Banff National Park, we've got a big hole in between all those superchargers. And so you've got to go quite a long distance between them. And if you find yourself um, needing a charge, the destination charger here, despite the fact that it's free, it is slow. So uh, Tesla, please, we badly need a supercharger in this location to really kind of uh, tie up this section of the Trans-Canada Highway here. Great, thanks so much, now you know. Yeah, so that's Lake Louise in Alberta. Uh, if you take a look at the map here, this is the hole he's talking about. So really good feedback there, Sean. Thank you so much. Maybe Tesla will install a supercharger here because um, it sounds like it's needed. Supercharger voting, <laughs> let's get on it. This is Graham Calder with another supercharger review on our road trip from Chelsea, Quebec to St. Andrews, New Brunswick. I'm here in Woodstock, New Brunswick. We're getting quite close to our destination now and we have another eight stall supercharger. There is no pull-through station here. However, we are located right beside a Irving Big Stop, which has a big um, convenience center, a convenience store, and a large uh, restaurant. There's also a Murray's, which I've never been to, but looks like a big restaurant, and there's a Tim Hortons right around the corner. It's immediately off the highway. Uh, it's pretty noisy and stinky because of the large truck stop, actually, um, for filling all the big transport trucks. So maybe someday there'll just be a level four charger here for Tesla semis. But this is uh, my review for the Woodstock 8-stall supercharger, and I think that I'm gonna give this one, I'll give this one a seven out of 10. It's nothing extraordinary, got some basics, got the Tim Hortons, and uh, we'll see how the bathrooms go. All right, now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse, I'm Wayne, and we're at the North Aurora supercharger. This is an eight-stall Gen 2 station right off of I-88 but there is also not much to do here. You might want to pick up some food before you get there. There's only a Woodman's Market in this lot. While it's right off of I-88, since it is a Gen 2 and not much to do, I give it a six out of 10. Now you know. Here we are in Sudbury, Ontario. This is a eight stall supercharger located in a shopping center parking lot. There are lots of food and washroom choices, including a picnic area and a place for pets to relieve themselves. We give this a score of eight out of 10. Hi, now you know community. This is Joel at the Hanover, Massachusetts, 12 stall version three supercharger. Speeds are good. Um, Lighting is just okay back here. There's some lights, but you're behind a grocery store. So I don't know at night if this would be that great. Um, getting around, there's some other shops out front too, but it is a bit off of Route 3. And because there's nothing like real short walk and the amenities aren't the best here, I'd say it's only a four out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. If you want to see a map with all the Supercharger Reviews that have ever been uploaded there, you can head over to our website, nowyouknowchannel.com. And I guess I misspoke. You don't have to review a new Supercharger. You can review one that's been there for a while or that's been already reviewed. Maybe there's some new amenities or maybe it's just your take on it. So, like, you can review as many times as you want. All right, what do we got for new, new Superchargers? We got the six stall in Nanning, China. We got number 1823 in China, the three stall in Beijing. Number 62 in North Carolina is the 12 stall in Gastonia, North Carolina. The 12 stall in Reading, westbound in UK. We got the 24 stall in Ontario, California at Vineyard Ave. We got the 8 stall in Hamilton Township in Flock Road, New Jersey. We got the 24 stall in Geneva, Switzerland. We got number 33 in Switzerland, a 4 stall in Locarno, Switzerland. The 12 stall in Moreno Valley, California. 12 stall in Calamessa, California. 
Number 40 in Arizona is the 16 stall in Mesa at West Guadalupe Road. Number 87 in Japan is a three stall in Kaizuka, Japan. Number 158 in France is the eight stall in Varennes Vazelle, France. Number 75 in Italy is the 12 stall in Teremo, Italy. Number 122 in the UK is the eight stall 150 kilowatt in Fleet, southbound UK. Number five in Slovakia is the eight stall in Trenkin, Slovakia. The 12 stall in Medford, New Jersey. Number 59 in Spain is the eight stall in Villa Seca, Spain. Number 38 in Ohio is the 12 stall in Rossford, Ohio. Number 67 in New Jersey is the 20 stall in Paramus. Number 70 in Pennsylvania is the six stall in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Number 64 in Virginia is the eight stall in Colonial Heights. Number 136 in Texas is the 16 stall at Perland, Texas. Number 391 in California is the 24 stall in Bishop. And number 45 in Georgia, number 1,956 in the United States, number 5,533 in the world is the 12 stall in Peachtree Corners, Georgia. Wow, we're almost getting to 2,000 in the USA. Yes. That's awesome. And thank you so much for making it to the end of the show. Thank you, buddy, because you're not you're feeling a little under the weather today, but you pushed through. Yeah. You got it done. Um, that's, you know, we, that shows commitment right there. Yeah. Like we don't just, Hey, we don't call in sick. We do our best to get the show out every single week. And we just really do. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to all these people going by right here. These are our patrons. If you head on over to patreon.com slash now, you know, maybe you've never been there before. Maybe you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. And I don't want to know what they're talking that's about. That's a good point. I mean, if you haven't been to Patreon, you don't really know what you're missing because you haven't been there and you don't know how it works. Basically it's this, uh, you, if you pay to support us you get to see all of the things that that we're basically posting there all the time um and that's everything from patreon bonus stories to investor club bonus stories polls um, polls uh we did a a video the other day i think it should be coming out this week Mm -hmm. about uh a really cool thing that we've been working on for our investor club yeah um well not for our investor club but it's related and right i I don't know it's it's a really interesting thing if you haven't checked it out if you like the stuff that we do um you can go you can go check it out and support us um and we would really appreciate it and hopefully you get your money's worth out of it because um it's not just like please help us it's we're gonna do some work and we're about to go i'm still feeling under the weather and i'm out of tea um but we're going to uh go record our our investor club bonus stories and stuff like that so uh definitely go check that out thank you so much everybody we'll see you next week now Now you know. know Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.